Welcome to the podcast station where we share exciting stories, interesting facts, lots of laughter, and lots of hope as we talk about caring for our human bodies in the 21st century. We have one ultimate goal, and that is to help you develop a newfound perspective and sense of appreciation for the incredible human body that you're living in. If you would like to join us for more educational courses or professional certifications, see us online at www.holistichealtheducators.com. Great to have you with us. Awesome. Well, welcome everyone to today's podcast on a topic that Karen and I are both very enthusiastic about uh, because there's so much controversy about the sun and about appropriate exposure ways to get sun. And some people are saying you should be scared of the sun. And other people are saying um, half your problems are coming because you're not getting enough sun. And then we have this vitamin D thing where so many of us are deficient in vitamin D, but then it's like, I supplement with vitamin D. How come my body's not absorbing it? And how come my, my blood work says I'm still deficient, even though I'm taking supplements. So there's a lot out there, a, a lot of conversations happening about sun, about our need for it, about safe sun practices and about vitamin D. And that's what we're jumping into today safe sun practices. It's get naked, get in the sun. That's about as safe as it comes. Okay. Okay. So I, you know, Karen <laughs> frequently advises clients to just Absolutely. get naked and get in the sun, which mm-hmm. is great, especially between 10 and 2. Mm, 10 and 2, honey. That's right. Two. UVB rays. Okay. Let me explain that really quick before we get into the fun stuff. So UVB rays are the only ones that can create vitamin D. So vitamin D comes from UVB rays. Now there's different forms of vitamin D. Vitamin D2 comes from plants. Vitamin D3 comes from your skin. And your skin can create vitamin D only when it's being hit with UVB rays. And so when do the UVB rays reach the surface of our earth? only between the time of 10 and 2, no matter where you live. That is when the the, the sun is at the right um, location for those UVB rays to actually filter down to hit our bodies. Once we pass 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're outside in the sun, we're getting UVA rays. And those are not as safe on the skin as UVB rays, even though they're still safe. And I just want to remind everybody we were born naked, and we were born on an earth in the sun, on a patch of dirt. Okay, so like that's really where we all need to be living again is getting getting naked in the sun. There are phenomenal books written on this, a lot of science behind it. And I've been teaching it for years and years and years and all of my cancer clients, I have them getting in the sun. Don't worry, we will cover the whole, oh, but what about toxicity? And oh my gosh, right? Skin We're gonna cancer. get yeah. and skin cancer. We'll cover that in a few minutes, but I wanted to explain vitamin D3 and that is what comes when the sun hits the skin. And we should really talk about absorption at some point too. Yes, so okay. let's, let's let, we'll talk about sun exposure first and then vitamin D. So Karen has this acronym called TDSN mm-hmm. that she usually uses when we're talking about safe ways to be exposed to electricity because we're all exposed to electricity. So when she's talking about, you know, how to create a healthier electrical environment for yourself and your family, she says it comes down to time, distance, shielding, and nutrition. So that is a whole nother lecture. But I think that same acronym actually applies to safe sun exposure. And so I'm going to go over that really quick, except I swap out D um, distance with D for detoxing. So let's go over this really quick. So the first one is time and tolerance. That's what the T stands for, time and tolerance. You are gonna wanna build up your tolerance because there it is a reality that when your skin burns, it the free radical damage does cause gene mutations. So that's true, okay? We're not saying people can't get skin cancer from the sun because if the only, skin, if the only exposure someone's getting is like their three day 
vacation to Disneyland or they like fly to a tropical island and they're like determined to come home with a perfect tan so then they burn for three days in a row. Like that's not ideal sun exposure. You want to start off with like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, 10, 10, 10, 20, 20, 20, 30, 33, and build it up. So time and tolerance level is huge. And that is a safer way. It gives your body time to produce extra melanin so that um, produce extra mel melanin to protect yourself um, and to protect your skin from that pre free radical damage. So that's the T. The second one is detoxing. Do you want to cover that and yeah. why that matters? Detox your skin is a phenomenal way to detoxify the body. Now, this is really important because when people talk about, oh, you can't go in the sun because you're going to get skin cancer, right? Until they put on all these awful toxic chemicals called sunscreens all over their bodies. Well, what does a sunscreen do, right? What that all the sun's the SPF is just the tolerance of time. So it's SPF 15. That means 50, every 15 minutes, you need to reapply whatever concoction that you're using. Well, it's very important to understand that our skin is a very easy way to detoxify the body. And the sun is the greatest detoxifying unit on our planet. And so when the sun hits the skin, all the toxins rise to the skin surface, just as if you were in a sauna, right? And you have heat and that heat is pulling toxins out of the skin, which sounds wonderful and dandy. If you have a very clean diet, you've avoided you know, all sorts of saturated fats and awful food colorings and coal tar and all these other things that are toxic for the body. And then we can detoxify. Those toxins come out of the skin through our sweat. We shower, we feel great. Well, what if you've just eaten, you know, for many years of your life, a lot of French fries and potato chips and saturated fats? And what if you have food colorings and sugars and, and different things in your body, right? What if you have a lot of heavy metal ingestion? Whatever it might be, those toxins are now going to come to the skin surface. Not only are those toxins coming into the skin surface, which is a very good thing. However, when you put chemicals on top of those toxins, now you create this chemical, you know, um, reaction. Yeah. That, that the sun now is, is, can be toxic. The sun is not toxic. The sun is never to be blamed. It's the diet. It's our intake of products, our photosensitivity because of the drugs, the different mm -hmm. medications, not just one medication, but if you combine three or four medications or 10 medications, ah, avoid the sun because you have no idea what they're doing just in alone at the cell level, much less when they're heated um, by a very warm sun. And so the detoxification method of, yes, going in the sun, getting heat. So your sauna, your sun is creating heat in the body and we're, we're sweating. That's phenomenal. It's one of the easiest ways to detoxify. Absolutely my very favorite way to detoxify. Um, but we need to be careful that just as Amy said, we want to tolerate that slowly. So you want to start sweating. And if you have a sauna, great. Get in the sauna before you go out into the sun so you can start getting those toxins out. And please go back to our podcast on detoxification. We cover a lot about detoxification and the other ways to detoxify. So mm -hmm. we don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, I love what Karen points out because so when I was going to college for epidemiology, we use statistics to study the cause and spread of disease and health behaviors. And there's all these researchers just dedicated to making sure the world Okay, we can keep going. Okay, are you guys, can you hear us? 
Hopefully we're still recording. There we go. We are in the middle of nowhere, Amy. Okay, sounds good. There we go. Um, I'm just going to briefly recap that. I don't know how much you heard, um, but I was going for a walk with a epidemiologist who does, who publishes papers on determinants of cancer. And I asked him if they ever consider the fact that we do so much detoxing when we're in the sun, that chemicals come to the surface of our skin, BPAs, food additives, anything we've put on our lotion over the past few days, that's all being detoxed while we're in the sun. And that creates a gnarly chemical reaction, can create a gnarly chemical reaction. And now you have sunlight on top of it. And then especially sun skin, suntan lotion, which is full of chemicals. We never, ever, ever recommend that unless it's the only thing keeping you from frying because I still think frying is really bad for you. Um, I asked them, do you ever consider the chemical reactions that are happening on American skin and people around the world because our diet is different than it was 100 years ago? And he said that was his first time ever hearing that theory and you wanted to start looking into it. Serious? Yeah, totally. Oh yeah, because they only gosh. look at like, I don't know, wow. like they just look at skin exposure. I'm like, you gotta look at this chemical reaction stuff because I guarantee you when I'm eating better and eating clean, like the sun is so detoxifying and it feels good. It doesn't give you a gnarly reaction. So. So that, that's where the detoxing fits in. And that's a major thing to understand. If you are alkaline, if you're keeping your body alkaline, you are far less likely to burn. And so when you have an alkaline diet, you're measuring your pH, mm -hmm. you're testing your pH, you're going to be far less likely to burn than if you're acidic. The more acidic the skin, the more you're going to be burning. Mm -hmm. Now we got, okay, you covered T, D. So shielding, and then we'll talk, but it actually, nutrition fits in really well. So let's come back to shielding. Okay. Because nutrition is exactly what she's talking about. Antioxidants prevent mm -hmm. free radical damage. Yeah. So all my surfer friends in Hawaii that train me are, they all supplement with astaxanthin, which is mm -hmm. an extremely potent antioxidant that comes from the, um, from marine life. Um, I, I don't, can't remember if it's some type of kelp seaweed thing or actual um, fish. I don't know what part of the marine biology equation it's part of, but they, they supplement with astaxanthin um, every day that they're in the sun and you can build it up. If, in fact, if before you're going to like a sunny place, I recommend taking it for two weeks beforehand, just supplementing with it because that's flooding your body with these antioxidants that will prevent free radical damage from happening when that UVB light hits your skin. And again, antioxidants are found where in the plant kingdom. So when you're eating fresh fruits and vegetables, Mm -hmm. Those are loaded with antioxidants. Those are those are those are negative ions that literally stop free radical damage and positive ionic reactions. And so, super great information there, Amy. Glad you brought that up. Cool. And then the shielding. So the shielding is a big question. So how do you shield from the sun? So a lot of people um, that we work with, we will we always recommend coconut oil. Raw coconut oil has a natural SPF of 15. So you can be putting that on every 15 minutes if you're going to be going outside and you haven't been outside for you know long. Um, so you're putting that on during the sun. Now I will tell you that even though it is snowing outside and we are currently at, you know, 32 degrees over here at 10,000 10, <laughs> elevation, just a couple of weeks ago, we were in 90 degree weather at the beach over in San Hollow. And so um, we all just wore our swimming suits and we didn't burn because this is our diet. So this is something you have, you can look forward to. So if this year like, oh my gosh, I'm going to burn. That's okay. Because you're learning this information. We're so glad you're here with us on our podcast. And so using coconut oil, there are different um, essential oils that you can use to make different blends of safer sunscreen oil, but we, we do not recommend. And if you go to ewg.org, so EWG stands for Environmental Workmen's um, Group. 
So ewg.org, they actually list sunscreen um, protection that is safer than others. And you'll find that many of the sunscreens that are allowed um, here in America are banned everywhere else in the country, so, I mean, the world. So if you're in Europe, you are never going to see, you know, some, some, of these some little yeah, brown container with a little naked it's button. Not, it's, it's not just regulated. Not be there. It's not regulated here. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I love that Super you mentioned fun. that. So you can look up ways like uh, how to make your own sunscreen lotion. Mm -hmm. So I got lucky because I have an herbalist who lives in Cedar City and she prays and goes up into the mountains. <laughs> She's awesome. And she collects different herbs and plants and then she comes back and puts them around her, prays again, and then like concocts her magical formulas. They are amazing. When I say magical, I don't mean like a trip. I just mean they're very effective, <laughs> very effective. And so she made me this sunscreen lotion that's based out of shea butter. And it's like my favorite and least favorite thing at the same time, because it takes forever to tan. Like it protects you so well. Like you'll barely change a half a shade if you're out in the sun for two hours, but it works so well at protecting my skin. So there are just great recipes out there for how to make safer sunscreens for yourself that have naturally occurring SPF. Um, I need to get the recipe from her because it's based in shea butter, but it uses desert herbs to protect you, which would make sense that the desert would provide us with the chemical constituents to protect ourselves in the sun. Like, thank you, nature. I love you so <laughs> So much anyway so that's the shielding part boom we covered so much i know we need to talk about those who can't absorb vitamin d okay so just for those of you who are taking notes just to recap tdsn that's safe sun exposure because you should be getting sun we are such Absolutely. a sun deprived population our sleep is showing it our mood is showing it our our hormonal imbalances are showing it our like everything from happiness to functionality to um everything that we need vitamin d and the sun for circadian rhythm so we're very sun deprived we really recommend getting in the sun more but the safe way to do it is time so build up your tolerance detoxification make sure you're having a clean diet and detoxing regularly so that the only time you're detoxing isn't when you're in the sun where there's uvv exposure um uh, shielding so find a healthy chemical free safe way to shield um, or provide some type of SPF, and then nutrition. Eat antioxidant-rich foods. Astaxanthin is an awesome one. Um, new anti kind of antioxidants from your diet: salmon, blueberries. Like there's so many I antioxidants. Yes, mm -hmm. and um, omega threes are also great. That on the sun. <laughs> Do you all feel more confident getting in the sun now? Yes. You guys looking forward to Can the, we go sun? In the sun? Yeah, no, that's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> it's still snowing. Anyhow, so why do we need vitamin D? We need to cover this because uh, this is really funny. When I started presenting on vitamin D, it was over a decade ago. And I was sitting at the, um, at the, air, at the airport and next to me was uh, one of the medical doctors going to uh, a big heart convention. And I just struck up a conversation with him and I started talking about vitamin D. He says, you know, there's been a couple of people saying that we probably need more vitamin D. I'm like, okay, this is at a time when you are now recommending 400 international units a day, right? Which is like unbelievably absurdly low. And so uh, it was really kind of funny. He's like, well, you know, we have had a couple of people say that vitamin D might be important. So it's something we'll look into in the future. And here I'm out teaching, okay, you need 1000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight, you know, period, especially during the fall and the winter. And so we want to, we want to just cover a little bit about why vitamin D is important. And again, vitamin D two comes from plants. Vitamin D3 is made when the skin is exposed to sunlight. And what's awesome is people who 
awesome to understand is that people who aren't absorbing vitamin D, um, let's say that they go in and they could divide, they've taken their vitamin D, you know, every single day, they're taking 4,000 international units. They're like, and they get their vitamin D levels tested and they're still at a 17 or they're at a 20. Mm. What's happening? Why aren't they converting it? Well, that's because we need to make sure we have phenomenal liver health and kidney health. Mm. What does the liver do? The liver is the conversion factory of the body. Everything mm. goes to the liver. Amen. Amen. Let's hear it for the liver. Hug your liver. Love oh, it. I love your liver. Love it. Okay. Hug your right side. Mm -mm, love you. Mm -hmm. And so that liver, left side. I said right side. No, no, I no. no I, wrong side. No, no. You said the right side. I, okay, I said right I side. I hugged my wrong side. That's okay. I was talking to myself <laughs> too. I was like, I was like, oh, wait, that's my pancreas. Liver. Love ya. So you, the liver, if you, if you're always angry, if you already have, a, if you have a lot of medication that you're on, if you have a lot of toxins in the body, your liver health isn't good. If you have a fatty liver, it's not healthy. If you drink a lot of alcohol, it's not healthy. And so we want to clean up that liver and then miraculously to we are now absorbing vitamin D. Now, the other factor in that is our kidney. And of course, this goes into a whole calcium, uh, you know, um, a calcium uptake issue as well. People who don't have enough vitamin D, they aren't able to um, absorb their calcium. And that has to do with these conversion channels in the liver and in the kidney. That kind of science is for a different presentation. But understanding your kidneys, if you're dealing with kidney stones, if you have a lot of uric acid buildup, you may not be absorbing vitamin D properly either. So we really, because that vitamin D is made bioavailable through these two processes in the liver and then in the kidneys. And so just some things to think about. And some of you might be going, ta-da, you know what? That might be it. I have been struggling with the, with a toxic liver and maybe my parathyroids aren't working properly, which controls all the calcium uptake. And so we just want to be looking at vitamin D, and, the, and our calcium and our liver and our kidney all at the same time, mm -hmm. because that can, that can be very role. And I will tell you that vitamin D is needed by 10% of your gene pool. So when Amy's rattling all these things that are affected by a low vitamin D, she's 100% accurate because we need that much vitamin D in our bodies. And we do encourage you to get tested because some people will overload on vitamin D mm -hmm. and then they have a problem because they have too much vitamin mm -hmm. D. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that we, number one, you need the right form of vitamin D. So if you're taking a vitamin D3, uh, you know, you want to make sure it's a, you know, well, you can get it in, you know, livers of, of fish, which I think is a little weird, but you do what you want to. Um, I mean, if we were meant to eat cod liver, liver oil, fish, it's like, great just, for you. It sounds disgusting. <laughs> Who's going to go squeeze oil out of a liver? I'm just you know, like, <laughs> if, it, if it's from made by Barleen's and it tastes like mango tango, I'm I'm drinking it. That's all I'm saying. You're weird. Barley I mean, no. is my favorite brand. I'm gonna get naked at noon, but that's okay. <laughs> that's gonna be anyhow, so. Yeah, but I mean, and but we do. We have some. We have some. Uh, we have some raw vitamin D3. Um, there's a couple of different companies that make it, and that's what Lily will take through the winter. Uh, Rose. We have a couple of our daughters that just literally don't absorb vitamin D because of their fair skin, as well as others. Others do. So interesting. New. There's a lot of. There's so much we could talk about. We can talk about what they find and the you know the Alps where they don't have a lot of sun, and then these. You know the the um, very tall beings that lived there. Their pelvises, you know, were really they were structured completely different because of their vitamin D mm -hmm. lack of vitamin D because a lack of vitamin D and sun exposure causes a lot of bone health issues. Mm -hmm. And so they were only to have X amount of babies. And there's mm -hmm. just so much behind it. In fact, a really good way I was just listening to a doctor talk about this lately. A really good way to test for vitamin D deficiency is to like press on your um, collarbone here, and then also press along your shins. These are a few spots where your bones are are directly exposed, not directly, but like very thinly there's a skin between there basically press there and press along your shin and if it really hurts he said take some vitamin d and then press on it 30 minutes later and see if you still feel the same pain just because vitamin d has such a intricate role as a hormone in whether or not um or just in the calcification 
our um, calcium deposits of our bones and our bone health in general. The other thing I had to mention yeah. is K2 plays a huge role yep, 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 in yep, where yep, calcium yep. ends up and yep. in the whole vitamin D equation. So yep. K2, zinc, magnesium, vitamin A, these things all play a role in your vitamin D levels and in whether or not it's being broken down and absorbed. And last mm -hmm. note on that, um, so does what your ability to break down fats. So like, for example, bile is largely responsible for extracting the vitamin D out of the foods that you eat because bile helps break down fats and vitamin D is made out of cholesterol. So people who are on drugs that block cholesterols, such as statin drugs, they are going to be severely deficient in vitamin D because the statins are blocking all the cholesterols and vitamin D is made out of cholesterol. So that's one reason why we're big advocates of making sure there's enough healthy fats in our diet. And, um, just because those are the building blocks. Fats are the building blocks of cholesterol and we need the enough brain. of that. Yep. We need enough of that for our brain, our nervous system and for vitamin D synthesis. So I know we're throwing a lot at you, but this is just to give you hope that if your vitamin D lows are low, it's probably not just because you're not supplementing with it correctly. It could be all of these other things. I love that you talked about kidney and liver health too, because that is where the conversion process happens. That vitamin D is converted two to three times before your body starts using it. And so it really is a whole body approach and there's a lot of different things it can be. So it's just as empowering to, to know there's options. I wanted to share something interesting. Um, when I was in Taiwan with you, mm -hmm. did you notice all of their windows were covered in paper. Yes. They had these beautiful, like multi, 50, you know, 50 story apartment complexes and you couldn't, all the windows were completely covered in paper because they didn't want their people exposed to sun. They didn't, they liked having white skin. And I was yes. like, <laughs> they wear like, um, they carry umbrellas yeah, to horrifying. protect themselves from the sun. One thing to note is the darker your skin, the more vitamin D exposure you need, the sun more exposure, sun exposure. Yeah. And so if you have a darker skin, like I have olive skin, I need more sun. Those who have, are coming from the equator and closer to the equator, you need more sun. And so the people who have dark skin and then go live in Wisconsin, you know, it's a tremendous setback because they are not going to be vitamin D sufficient, most likely ever, if that is where they're living and they have so much limited sun exposure. So mm -hmm. just the darker your skin, the more exposure that you will need and the more vitamin D that you'll need to be healthy. Yeah. Oh, there's so much to talk about. It's just a good oh, thing to know oh, about. Oh, can oh, I mention one more thing? I have one thing okay, too. You after you. You can go first. No, you can go first. Are you sure? I remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. Your eyes play a role too. Oh, yes. How do the synthesis of vitamin D? <laughs> So listen, this is crazy because when you're talking about skin tones, it reminded mm -hmm. me of eye tones. Have you ever noticed dark eyes around the equator, light eyes up at like the North and South Pole, like Finnish girls with like the blue eyes? Love, love that color. Deep blue sea there. But um, anyway, they, the, the, your eyes play a role in whether or not your body's synthesizing vitamin, vitamin D. In fact, they, they recommend if you are going outside for the purpose of getting vitamin D, do not wear sunglasses because right. that you need that yep. sun hitting your cornea in order to like trigger that whole reaction. I don't know enough to give a whole lecture on it. I just heard that, 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 that the direct exposure with your eyes plays a role and that, um, how the, the color of your eye, like also affects how much sunlight's coming in. I thought that was so cool. The vitamin D, well, actually, cause vitamin D is a hormone and what controls the hormones the master gland, right? So the pituitary gland is actually triggered by sunlight. And so your pituitary gland is triggered by light. And so in order to stay in, order to stay in um, rhythm with the circadian rhythm of, of, of life of the earth, when the sun rises in the morning, you're producing different digestive hormones and different, di I'm sorry, digestive juices and different hormones than you are at noon or than you are during assimilation, right? When the sun starts to set. That's why when you, you get sleepy, when the sun starts to set, because the sun is now gone 
and so the pineal gland is now making melatonin to put you to sleep. And so because vitamin D is that hormone, it is definitely triggered and needed by the pituitary to actually pro you know, start those processes. That's so cool. I'm glad you brought that up. I don't know how we forgot all that. That's awesome though. So man, there are just so many beautiful reasons to get sun um, in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, throughout the middle of the day. So in the morning, it's great for your circadian rhythm. Like you said, yeah, if you're getting absolutely. sun, your body's not in sleep mode anymore, honey. Your body's like, let's mm -hmm. go build a house. Let's go spear a sea lion. Let's go garden or garden. Okay. Enough of the sea lion. I am like, why are you so ever going to spear a sea lion? I, you're horrifying sometimes. Everyone talks about connecting to your spirit. ancestral roots. And I just like to take it all <laughs> the way back to the generation where my ancestors were tribes. We all came from tribes. So like people saying it's, it's cultural appropriation for me to identify as a tribal woman. All I'm saying is, Hey, your, your European ancestors came from tribes, honey. So I'm just saying, I just take it all the way back. I take it all the way back. Anyway. Um, but yeah, getting I have my last thing that I remember this whole time. Okay. So some people that we work with don't, um, they keep themselves covered more. People want to be covered because they're nervous about the sun or for religious preference. And I want to mention something you can do in your own home. So if, if, if it's because you're on the 14th floor of one of those apartment buildings and you just can't get outside enough for the sun, or you work during the 10 to 2 period, what you can do is during your lunch break, you can literally find a place in your home. If you're working out of your home, um, where you can remove the screen and then show more of your body. So I don't care where you are in your bedroom of your own home, whatever it might be. Um, I've definitely gone to visit um, homebound clients and I, I walk in between 10 and two and I open up the window, I take the screen out mm -hmm. and I move their bed and it's right in front of the sun. I'm like, mm. that's where you will be now for an hour every day. Mm. You know, we start with 10 minutes and then we increase because they need to get that, that, that exposure to sun. So just look for a way, the glass filters out UVB rays. So that, you know, sitting in front of your window in your, in your dining room doesn't count. We need to get that full exposure. Um, and if it's in the winter, then put a heater on for that half an hour that you're getting some exposure, but vitamin D exposure is by far. Yeah. And, and also just to piggy off that one thing I hear you talk about with clients all the time is it does help if parts of your skin that have not been exposed to sun prior get exposed to like ramp up Minimal. the vitamin D mm -hmm. production. Yes. So like if, if this part of your wrist is always exposed and this part of your neck's always exposed, like that's great. But if you want to like ramp up your vitamin D, you're going to need to expose fresh parts of your body. So yeah, just had to throw that out there. So do we, do we mention what happened when we moved to the city? And we, so we moved, we're living in this house in the city right now, temporarily. And, um, <clears throat> and my, I don't know what my neighbors must be thinking because all my daughters go out in their bikinis <laughs> and they're like out sunbathing in the backyard and like, we're on a hill. So all in these rural mining towns in your city. <laughs> and I was like, oh dear, oh dear. So we finally did get a fence up. Um, and only one neighbor now has access to that. And I'm always amused by them, but anyhow, so <laughs> it's this elderly couple next to us. They're, wonderful. they're like, oh, I never see you guys suntanning anymore. It's like, yeah, it's been winter, but just wait, just you wait till the sun's high in the sky and summer comes around. So yeah, it's super fun. Rolling. So that was so fun. Was so great. I just want to recap. So we did a recap already on TDSN mm -hmm. for safe sun exposure. Recap on why someone may not be absorbing their vitamin D. Check the liver health. Check the kidney health because mm -hmm. both of those work on converting vitamin D into the hormone that your body needs it Don't to be. Don't use lotions. Please avoid lotions. You can use co coconut oil, but lotions will interfere in vitamin D production. Huh. Cool. Good to know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I love it. And then nutritionally, vitamin K2. 
vitamin A, magnesium, and zinc. So it's two vitamins and two minerals that play a huge role in the whole equation. Um, uh, yes, great. And then lastly, you're actually not going to want to be supplementing with calcium at the same time as vitamin D, like taking them at the same time. So advise against Now that. your medical doctor may recommend that. We are not medical doctors and we do not recommend that at the yes. same time. So just yeah. you're aware. Now, if, if you're, you're doing wondering, high doses, if you're, if you're doing, doing high doses, doses. Yeah. and if you're wondering when I mentioned the 1000 I use for 25 pounds of body weight, that is during fall, during winter, very safe exposure level. And again, you can get yourself tested to see where you're at after you do that for a couple of months, then get your vitamin D tested again. You can get, you know, at home tests for $49 to test your vitamin D level. So just look for those and you'll find them. I did want to mention, we are both very proactive in whole foods. This entire retreat that we're doing right now is hundred percent whole food based. And so that's where you get your K2 and your zinc and your magnesium. So if you're not familiar, if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome to our podcast series. We're super happy to have you. Um, we hope that we've become addicting for you. Um, but you also want to look at the mineral and vitamin charts that we make available um, very often. And so our mineral and vitamin charts, which are in my book, Live Without Outrageous Energy, um, Thr Thrive Without Fear, Sickness, or Disease. And so those, those charts are there, but you want to be able to find those minerals and those vitamins in your food sources and rather than taking them in some synthetic form, which is going to be part of the issue that you have to detoxify through your skin. So remember, anything you put in your mouth is going to give you energy and or, or give you energy and detoxify the body, or it's going to take energy and toxify the body. And most of the supplements that you find in a health food store, any health food store you walk in, Karen would not recommend over 90% of them guaranteed because we only recommend whole food sources. And a lot of those are synthetic. So just to put it out there. I'm so happy you clarified that. That was not a happy note to end on. So you well, got to change that. Well, no, there's, I, that, that, that makes it easier though. Cause some people are like, man, how many supplements do I need to buy? And it's like, <laughs> oh, the great part is we can put, put it in, in our food, drink, you know, right. put it in our food. Really. It's awesome. And superfoods are so high in them. I wish mm -hmm. we should just take a picture of every meal we eat at this retreat. And then next call, we'll just show you pictures at the start of it. So you can get ideas of what to cook from home because this food is so nutrient rich. It has the zinc, it has the vitamin yep. K to and it has the vitamin A, it has that in it. And that, yeah, it can save the budget and um, it's tasty. So good. Um, but yeah, I'm glad okay. we recapped that. Awesome. Let us know if there's any questions, but we are so excited to share with you some tips on safe sun exposure and on vitamin D absorption. Um, last thing I will mention for people who do have a hard time getting it from the sun, eggs and fish and um, some of like you were saying, like cod oil, um, some of the supplements, say <laughs> you said you oil. don't like those, okay. but <laughs> you can get vitamin D from food if you have a really hard time getting it from the sun. Just make sure you, you can break down your fats. So bile salts really help break down oh. fats and um, keeping a healthy liver and gallbladder really helps break down your fats. A vitamin D light. Hello. Vitamin, D, vitamin light. D lights are amazing. We have a vitamin D bed. You can get, you can get vitamin D lights that hang on the on the inside of your door. So you close the door, get naked, boom, put on your vitamin D light for eight minutes. Like, oh my gosh, feel amazing. We always called our vitamin D bed and our vitamin D tables, the happy tables, the happy bed, because everyone comes out happy. You're in that thing for 10 minutes. You're coming out so happy, right? And it is different than a tanning bed. Um, but anyhow, you go in that vitamin D bed because vitamin D makes you happy. And so just get prepared to find on some joy, man. Awesome. Love okay, it. Love I'm it. Done. I have to say the last thing I read okay, from the comment section, Leslie Ray said that she started on astaxanthin 
um, and she starts Yay. at adding it every March in preparation for summer and she doesn't have a problem with burning anymore. Yes, so way awesome, to way to go, I love it. So exciting. Um, I don't know if red light therapy does the vitamin D stuff. I need to learn more because I know red light therapy has a ton of benefits. Yes, yep, 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 yep. red light therapy can help with the vitamin D absorption, okay. but you have to be exposed to the UVB rays for it to happen. So it depends okay. on your red light therapy. Oh, cool. Good to know. Well, that concludes our podcast. Yay! Thank you everyone for joining us. Um, we ah, do consult. We have to go shovel. We have to, we have to go shovel. <laughs> this is uh, not, we are not your medical doctor and this is not a replacement for official medical advice, but we are so happy that you could hear this our opinions purposes on how we love getting more sun so hey thank you for joining us i hope you had as much fun as we did if you would ever like to connect with us in person or live online for webinars course certifications events conferences parties go ahead and check out our upcoming event schedule at www.holistichealtheducators.com we would love to connect with you we also host weekly live question and answer sessions until then have a spectacular day